0: As an educator, you want what's best for your students. You want them to succeed academically and emotionally. But how do you do it?
1: For some reason in education, we get real pushback when we try to think differently. to
0: make everything work. And we have to understand there's going to have to be some sacrifice. So we adjust time based on student learning. Yeah, when you have that all day long in your schedule, you
1: know, you're going to be excited to get up in the morning.
0: From creative instructional practices to school models and ideas big and small, Reimagining Time is a podcast that will tell the stories of real educators like you and how they've used their imagination to transform their schools and enrich students' lives.
1: We're going to have to find a way as educators to shift our thinking.
0: Learning is constant. Time is flexible. Sometimes schools can get held back by time, and feel that change just isn't possible. In this episode, we talk with Kathy Gaston, assistant principal of Academy High School in Texas. To start, she talks a little bit about her school and what makes it stand out. It is a public school within a public school district, but it has a career-based focus. It's not your traditional high school, and it took a lot of planning to get it where it is today. Planning that began even before it was technically a school, when it was still in process of being envisioned, its target was already set.
1: We were charged with multidisciplinary, project-based, standards-based learning through a STEAM
0: lens. That's a tall order, but that vision came together. Now, this is a school of choice within a district that attracts kids who want a slightly different pathway. Uh, so
1: our learners who come to our space. Um, are definitely interested in engaging and learning in in maybe a more unique way. We also were opened um, due to a partnership with Texas Instruments. And we have grown partnerships with other corporate entities to include Southwest Airlines and Toyota North America when they moved into the area, um, came to our space and and chose to partner with us. And so our learners get an opportunity to really um, try to tackle some real world problems Um, while they're with us and still going through their kind of high school courses that they have to have to be able to graduate.
0: Already, you can see that this is not a traditional school. Students meet their course requirements, but it's as Kathy said, through a STEAM lens or science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. Students are trying to tackle real world problems, connecting their learning with what's outside school walls. At her school, they use flexible time and a flex mod schedule to help students guide their own learning and figure out how they're going to accomplish these projects. Does that mean that the school can use time however it wants? Not quite. But here's how they've been able to shift their view of time during the school day.
1: So we have a requirement to have students on campus for X number of hours in a day. Um, and our school days, you know, have to meet so many instructional minutes across a year. But other than that, we have some flexibility. And so from the very beginning of of my time here and, and with the principal Lynn, we always said that learning is constant,
0: time is flexible. Flexibility in almost every school is going to be limited. There are a number of hours students need to be at school in a day across the year. There are even subject matter course requirements set by the state. This can sometimes leave schools in a rut. The school day is divided into even chunks of time, and it's important that students have enough instructional time to take in information. But does that mean that school has to be this eight period day? Does every student need 45 minutes of math every day? This is where they take a competency-based approach to time.
1: We really encouraged our facilitators, is what we call our teachers, our facilitators to be responsive to the needs of the kids. So if we're working on a major project, there are going to be times that kids need time to just work on their own. There are going to be times that kids need time for direct instruction, but not every student needs the same type of direct instruction, depending on where they are. So the closer we can get to kind of elements of of what would be competency-based education, where you have kind of an individualized learning plan and you're able to level up as as time happens or learning happens over time, Um, that's really been our goal. And, And, you know, we gave every grade
0: level, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, the opportunity to kind of build their own schedule. This means that students got to have more choice in how they were going to use the time available to them. One student's day wouldn't necessarily look like another student's. The overall time in the day was the same, but each kid got to choose how they would divide it up. Some of
1: them did a seven-period day. Some of them would do like a six-period day, depending on how many kids. Um, and then about three years ago, our, our third-year team, our junior facilitators, decided that they wanted to try an 80 block. Um, and that and their kind of piloting of it made a big difference for our campus in time and and started helping us kind of restructure how we associate
0: time with learning. Having so many different schedules really helped the school to dismantle the idea that every student had to attend a class for the same number of minutes. Kathy school runs a flexible modular schedule. This type of schedule can be difficult to understand and even more difficult to manage. Kathy tries to keep things simple, looking at instructional blocks in 90-minute chunks of time.
1: You know, one of my phrases that I say all the time is simplify to amplify. Um, And you can get so minute in those flexible modular schedules that if you do like every 10 minutes in a day, you just have so many blocks, you're overwhelmed. So for us, that 90 minutes gives us two blocks in the
0: morning, a 60-minute lunch, which is what we've always had, and two blocks in the afternoon. This is a pretty cool way to look at time and school, again, viewing learning as the constant, time as the variable. But then COVID happened. Did this mean an end to the school's flexibility? Well, despite the many negatives of the pandemic, one positive thing that happened for schools is that it made them take a step back. They were forced to try something different, and students learned new skills.
1: Because everybody's been impacted, I think it would be inappropriate for us to automatically assume that everything was bad. You know the, the ability to be responsive, the ability to be resilient, the ability to overcome uh, things that are really unprecedented and we wouldn't have thought about, our kids taught us a lot. Um, and so I think it's an opportunity for us to all kind of get that 30,000 foot view
0: of what education is rather than the myopic view. What did this mean for Kathy's school? Like many, they had to alter their schedule to adapt to new types of instruction, a new weekly schedule. They made Mondays an asynchronous or more independent learning day. This gave students time to work on projects they needed to work on and get specific help that they needed. It opened up even more opportunities for students to make their own learning choices and collaborate with others. And it's in addition to their schedule that has stuck.
1: To be honest, our flexible time on Mondays next year is a result of our principal advisory team, students who communicate with us weekly, uh, and their desire to continue to have a day where they can be flexible in their learning, flexible in the things that they experience, and um, kind of be able to engage with people who are outside of their grade level.
0: These flexible Mondays haven't gone anywhere, which attests to how well they're working. And that collaborative time is an interesting piece as well. When you think of traditional school, it's usually one grade level working within itself. If a student has a group project, it's typically with other students in their grade. But this flexible day allows students across grade levels to work together, helping the students to develop important skills. And it also creates time for effective planning and adds consistency.
1: You know, from a learning standpoint, it's interesting because if I'm going to go A-B-A-B, I can come back on Monday and kind of regroup. A day like Monday's gave learners an opportunity to manage themselves and their time, work on things that were really of interest to get support, to be
0: able to work with other friends and, and people. So there's always this one consistent day when teachers can meet with students they need to meet with. Teachers know they have this time and so do students. And sometimes people talk about giving students agency over their learning. Well, this is a real example of that. On Mondays, students can prioritize their learning and their needs and choose to work on what they need to work on or where to go to get support. This whole schedule creates an environment where learning can flourish. Students
1: love opportunity for extension, right? Learning is a natural process. And sometimes as teachers, we negate the natural process by the systems and the structures that are in place in school.
0: Telling a student that they need to be done learning at a certain time isn't going to create an environment where they can experience that natural process. Some students might learn something before a set time, others may need an extension. The beauty of this type of schedule is that it balances giving students choice and flexibility with consistency and support where needed. How does it make students feel? I think they really appreciate the trust that goes along with that. Giving students the freedom to choose how they use their time shows that not only do educators value giving them choices, but they trust them to make good ones. And it teaches students how to manage their time effectively, a lifelong skill. Not only are student needs being met, but they are being driven to learn because they're actually excited about it.
1: Our goal would be that we reach every learner (laughs) every day if we can but um our, our goal would be that we reach every learner and that for homework they're, they're home like looking up something that helps them solve a problem for their team the next day in fact a couple of years ago we, we had a parent night and um one of our parents was giving some feedback he said you know they they actually had to pause dinner
0: because their their child
1: said hang on i have a
0: team meeting it whatever most kids aren't that excited about doing homework but this is a great example of what school could be which takes us to our final question. We asked Kathy about how she envisions school in the future, how she would like to reimagine what it looks like.
1: So, I really would love for school to be course, more flexible. I would like for it to be competency-based where students really are able to move at their pace and we're able to provide some flexibility for them in that. I've always had a dream that, you know, kids could maybe choose to physically come to school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we offer office hours and internships and things like that on Tuesday,
0: Thursday. Um, And I'm sure that there are some schools that are doing that. In some ways, it seems like Kathy's school is pretty close to this already. But if school in general was more flexible and gave kids more choice, it could teach them valuable skills.
1: I just I think about our experiences as adults in in a professional workforce. And essentially, we have to manage our time to be able to complete a task. We have to use all of the knowledge that we've experienced to date um, to be able to solve a problem. and, And typically in a collaborative way, because very rarely do we have the answer on our own.
0: It can be tough to teach students these skills now when the focus might be more on getting a certain number of points and restricted by seat time. To change this takes courage and being willing to think differently.
1: To me, the traditional structure of school with X amount of time and a bell and rotate and X amount of time and a bell and rotate is just this really artificial layer on top. Um, And this current generation of students really is interested in something different. And we just have to have the courage to conceive it we also have to have the support from parents and and other members of our community to engage in it um, because it will look and feel different than maybe what we experienced. You know, it's, it's this idea that for some reason in education, we get real pushback when we try to think differently because people struggle with understanding how that different could could really be beneficial to their their student now. And so finding that balance as educators, I think is really important as we continue moving into this kind of 21st century learning environment.
0: But this doesn't mean jumping into a big change without much thought. Student learning is not a low risk venture. And so
1: I, I think education is gonna have to meet that pace of change. But we're going to have to do it with all of the knowledge and experience and understanding that we have about learning because we want to do it well. (laughs) You could go too fast and, and, you know, unlike in other industries, when something doesn't go well, you just toss it out and you start again. We we work with human beings. We are on a no-fail mission every single day. So when when we take on the task of being innovative, we have to do it with bringing them with us.
0: Keeping students in the conversation and making changes that will truly benefit them is key. But when it comes to making changes and putting new ideas into practice, there's going to be challenges. One of the toughest things, as Kathy mentioned, is thinking differently about time and being willing to change teaching practices to match. At her school, as they work towards their mission and as they look ahead, this is an ongoing challenge.
1: One of the things that we still have to remind teachers about, particularly when they're new to our space, is there are a lot of times teachers would would say they don't have time. Well, I I don't have time to bring in that expert. I don't have time to do this because I have to get this content done to be able to get to this test, to be able to get to this outcome. We're going to have to find a way as educators to shift our thinking. Learning is constant. Time is flexible. And if we can prioritize learning goals and standards and create a curriculum that is viable in the time that we have to be able to to support students, um, things like
0: this become a little bit easier. It means thinking differently, letting go of some of the traditional time-based views of learning. But as she expresses, students have shown that it works. So what if your school is trying to shift its mindset about time, make changes to the schedule, and give students more flexibility? Here's something positive to close out with about what happens when educators realize that they can let go of strict time constraints and let students take control of their learning. But it's
1: interesting to see teachers as they adjust to our space and the way that we value learning in time. You, you can see a challenge like, oh, what Like we can we can do that. Like if, if I spend an A day and a B day and we do studio days and kids are working on different things and I don't actually have my 90 minute class they're going to be okay. <laughs> they're going to be okay because they're still using skills and they're, they're bringing all of their learning together as they work toward this project outcome. Um, and so it's just fascinating.
0: That's it for this week's episode of Reimagining Time. This podcast is brought to you by Enriching Students, a tool that helps teachers give students what they really need, time. Our intro track, Rough Cut, is by the artist Tripwire, and we want to say thank you to all of the educators who shared their ideas and stories with us. Look for new episodes every two weeks on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and more. Thank you for listening.